Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on Journey to Success Radio. This is Tom Tutal Cunningham, the founder of Journey to Success Radio, also happened to be the world's most well-known Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor, and you just have to Google Napoleon Hill Foundation to find that out yourself, or pretty well any Napoleon Hill searches. You're going to find TomTutal.com on page one of that search. Uh, also the creator of the Journeys to Success book series. Uh, we're now recruiting for edition number eight, which is sales professionals. Uh, today I have on the phone the men, uh, or on the line, the man responsible for 80% of my personal development uh, on a day-to-day basis, the amazing Jim Vaughn. Jim Vaughn is the editor of the IQ Morning Report. It's a daily guide that leads to the path that leads to habitual success, which Jim calls a breath mint for your mind before you go out in the world to slay today's quota of fire-breathing dragons. Uh, I get probably 50 to 100 emails a day. One that I open almost every single day is Jim's IQ Morning Report. He saves me a ton of time of looking for great videos and, and information. And uh, so I highly, highly recommend that IQ Morning Report myself. Uh, When we post the interview, we'll have a link to it. Please sign up for it. I think to start, it's something you can afford. I think it's like zero. So I know you can afford it. But after the zero period, sign up. It's an amazing newsletter. You'll save yourself a ton of time. And some of the brightest, sharpest, most successful people I know subscribe to this newsletter. Jim is a man who, I love this, that's why him and I get along so well. His pattern is 72 years of success research after Napoleon Hill and his most famous book, Think and Grow Rich, the largest, the best-selling nonfiction book in history, or at least it's in the top 10 best-selling nonfiction books of all time and number one best-selling business book of all time. And today, Jim's going to share what he considers the most important success secret that anyone needs to know to be superpowers level successful. Ooh, wow, superpowers. Jim, what are you, a young guy now talking about superpowers? Successful in life. Welcome to the show today, yeah, Jim. Tom, too tall, Cunningham, you are too kind. Uh, It is so exciting to have you on the show. That IQ Morning Report, I know it takes you a ton of time every day uh, to put that together. But as I've said, it's just an amazing newsletter. And some of the brightest, sharpest, most successful people we know, Jim, are subscribers to it. And well, so that's got to say something about it. But talk about that, how you started it, what the, what goes into it, and let's get people subscribed to it because it, it is an amazing newsletter. All right. <clears throat> imagination. I, I'm big on ma- on imagination. Imagine, if you will, that you get a ticket to come to a meeting every single morning. And in that meeting, there are five world-class, I mean, there are three world-class experts 
they're going to do a 20 minute video presentation and you, you get to do this every single day. Now these are not dummies and I carefully, carefully, carefully sift through everything on the internet to find these individuals who are smarter than the rest of us about some subject that's critical to our own personal success. And it doesn't take long to go through a newsletter every day, but the deal is this, it takes me three hours minimum every single day to do this, but it is a labor of love. Now, how do you know when you're doing what you need to be doing in life? You'd do it if you didn't get paid for it. I mean, you know, just to have the opportunity to do it, you would do it. And that's the way I feel about it. Now, the newsletter obviously has three videos. There are two regular features in there. Uh, one comes from a uh, peak performance psychologist up in New Jersey. And the other is a sales training video, some component of sales. Because I don't care what, I don't care where you work. There is some degree of sales involved, even in social uh, organizations where they don't charge or take in any money. To me, a sale is simply the agreement of an idea between two or more people. That's a Jimmy Bond definition of a sale. Simply the agreement of an idea between two or more people. So selling, uh, as Victor and Tony would say, selling ain't hard as long as you know how. And I want to help you to know how. Mm. Now, here's, here's, now I'm going to critique the entire personal development industry here. There are great, great people who are willing to share through social media, whatever it is that you want to know. And they're going to suggest that if do this, do this, do this, do this. Well, I promise you the, the first 50% of being successful, no problem whatsoever. Now, I'll give you my, my version of a lifelong plan that I think everybody should adopt unless they find a better one. I call it the LESIR plan, L-E-S-I-R. And what that is, it's an acronym. It stands for, you need to learn what you need to learn so that you can earn what you need to earn, so that you can save what you need to save, so that you can invest what you need to invest, so that you can retire Financially comfortable, L-E-S-I-R, learn, earn, save, invest, retire. Now, that's the first half of it. What's the second half? That's, what, that's where just about everybody falls down. I mean, they can tell you what to do, and if you don't do it, nothing's going to change. Oh, I bought a $300 course from Joe Mack the other day on, told, told me how to do so-and-so, and nothing happened. Don't buy it. It's a waste of time. That's a crock, my friend. The guy didn't do anything with it. Mm. The material is excellent. But the guy didn't read it, watch it, listen to it, absorb it, and he didn't do anything with it. So, therefore, if you don't, if you don't get involved in the activities that are recommended, nothing's going to change in your life. So, not only do you need to learn it, but you need to do it. Exactly. So do it, do it, do it is part of the program, and that's strictly up to you. Right. So One of those sales videos is uh, generally something to do with Ben Gay, our friend, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Ben, ben is my, he's my angel. He helps me. He guides me. He's the only person that I know that actually had the opportunity to work 
with Napoleon Hill. The very mm-hmm. last job Napoleon Hill had was a special assistant to Ben Gay III. And he has told me stories I've never seen in books or articles or interviews about this fellow who liked to be called Nappy. Mm-hmm. But Ben Gay couldn't handle calling this great individual Nappy. He was too important for that. So he was always Mr. Hill, Mr. Hill, Mr. Hill. <laughs> so anyhow, I don't know. The newsletter has allowed me to, to generate a very, very large number of A-list. I call them celebrities. Right. Uh, and I'm honored that people, you know, that there are people around the world that I can call and they actually take my phone calls. Right. Having and, you uh, call it. and you started it probably for free, but I, <clears throat> With, you must have many good paying subscribers now, just because not you have such enough. A, not yeah. nearly enough, but you have it's some listeners recommending it. Well, they do recommend it. Every time they do, I get some new subscribers. And the trick is, it, it, I don't know, we, I might lose one person every three months, you know, and out of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of subscribers, it's no big deal. Now, you need to understand, I was not on the Titanic the night that it went down but I have created this uh, philosophy. You know, it's never important what happens to you. It's only important what you do about what happens to you. Right. So I have theorized that the last thing the captain told his crew the night the Titanic went down was, boys, you can't save everybody, but do the best you can. Mm -hmm. So if I lose somebody as a subscriber, you know, that's my attitude. It wasn't for them. Now, right, right. among my personal board of directors is uh, um, Earl Nightingale. Wow. And Earl Nightingale said that you take 100 people who all start off at the same age, let's say 20, and by the time they get to 60, one will be flat out rich, four will be financially independent, and 95% will either be dead or dead broke. So I know that what it is that I do every single day is not for everybody. They'd rather right. sit on the couch, watch reruns of Hollywood squares and drink mm. a beer. Right. Well, if that's what they want to do, that's okay with me. But out of, you know, out of a hundred people, there aren't but five that appreciate what it is that I do, who would actually benefit from what I, I do. And right. Exactly. And that's sad to find out when you're in the personal development industry that there's only actually about 5% of people that, are really interested in moving their life forward at any given time. And it's really, really tough. Jim, let's talk about uh, Napoleon Hill, our favorite topic. I know that you uh, uh, wanted to talk about the lead up to the Hill Carnegie meeting. Imagine this. Uh, do you remember how old Hill was? I don't remember how old he was when he met with Carnegie. He Pretty about, young man. He was about 20. Uh, about it's easy 20. to figure out if you take his birth date. And I don't remember what that is off the top of uh, my head. But he spent 20 years researching the book and uh, wrote the book in 1932. And when he got through writing the book, now, you, now you, let me tell you what the book is about. For anybody who does not know what Think and Grow Rich is about, let, let's, let's do the lead up. You got this hillbilly kid in the western part of the state of Virginia. He, and this was Pound, Virginia. Now, I was born one county over in Lee County. So, I mean, I know the country, I know the territory, and I know the kind of people that live up there. A lot of great people that live up there. They live back there in them hollers and them mountains and streams and everything like that. Prettiest place on planet Earth. 
But when, when Napoleon Hill was a kid, his mother died. I think he was about eight years old when that happened. And about a year later, his dad remarried. And the new stepmother is the one that always encouraged Napoleon Hill to write because she thought he had talent. And whether he did or didn't at that point in his life, she kept hammering that in. You are a great writer. You're a great writer. You're a great writer. So when he was in high school, he would go around and he would interview all the best known business people in the various different communities out in that part of the state of Virginia, and he would sell them to the newspaper. So he had plenty of experience. When he graduated from high school, he went to Washington, D.C. to get a law degree. And he really did like doing interviews. Well, everybody, there's something out there that is the biggest thing you could possibly go after. And for Napoleon Hill, that was Andrew Carnegie, richest man in the history of the world. So he sent Carnegie a letter up in Pittsburgh and he asked for a three-hour interview. And much to his amazement, Andrew Carnegie responded, please come to Pittsburgh and let's do this three-hour interview. Now, you have to understand, Napoleon Hill was not, he did not have deep pockets, but he had enough money to buy a train ticket out of D.C. going to Pittsburgh and enough money to buy a train ticket coming back. So they're doing the interview in Carnegie's office, and Carnegie must have been impressed with Napoleon Hill. Because the, the three-hour interview, man, it was just getting, it was picking up steam. And the closer they got to the three o'clock mark, the, the, you know, the better the interview was going. Finally, Carnegie said, Mr. Hill, he said, I can't figure out why everybody is not rich. Now, I'm in a circle of friends where everybody in my circle of friends, they're earning millions of dollars. Now, either the people in my circle of friends know something the average person doesn't know, or we're doing something the average person does, is not yet doing. And I want to talk about that. I want to share my philosophy of how to get rich. Would you be my guest at my mansion here in Pittsburgh for three days? Because I think it'll take that long to tell you everything that is on my mind and everything that is on my heart. Boy, was Hill relieved because he only had enough money to take that train back to D.C. Right. Carnegie that expected it. Yeah, if Carnegie had expected for him to stay in a hotel, he'd have, he'd have been in deep <laughs> trouble. So anyhow, he, he goes to Carnegie's mansion, and they do spend three days discussing this. And what they came up with was this. Carnegie said, Mr. Hill, I want to give you a letter of introduction to all my A-list uh, associates. I want you to go out and ask them, why are they successful? What do they do? What do they know? that the average person might not know. And he said, now, I don't want you to do this, you know, gloss it over. I want a really, really deep research done on every one of these people. So, and I think Carnegie said, I think it'll take 20 years to do this. Would you devote 20 years? I'm not going to pay you to do this, but would you devote 20 years of your life going out and interviewing all these famous industrialists? And then at the end of 20 years, whatever you do with the research, that's up to you. So it took Hill less than 30 seconds to agree to do this. Now, hey, he's, he's given away 20 years of his life. No, no, no pay. But he agreed to do it. Mm -hmm. Carnegie said, Mr. Hill, I'm proud of you. Because if it had taken you more than 30 seconds to say yes, I would have backed off on my offer. That's one of the, the uh, significant points of people who succeed. They see an opportunity and they seize it.
Mm. And you did just that. So that's how it all began. Right. And I had uh, heard, uh, I think, from Don Green of the executive director of the Napoleon Hill Foundation that Hill had asked uh, a bunch of people, I think hundreds is the number, before Hill <laughs> was the only one who said yes. I hadn't heard that. The, yeah, uh, but there were a bunch of people. I forget the number. It was a pretty high number that he had asked beforehand, and nobody either responded within a minute or said yes. Uh, because as you just went through, the <clears throat> 20 years of research for nothing, just with a letter in hand, it's like, wow, are you nuts? But uh, that's a big goal to take on when you're 20 years old. And... Um, so, wow, can you imagine this? Now he has a letter from Andrew Carnegie to meet the richest, uh, most successful people of the time. And back then, the only way you could research people was by mail or in person pretty well or by phone. And so pretty cool. Now, let's talk about one thing that you and I really, really agree on is about having a one single purpose or goal. What Napoleon Hill calls or the foundation calls in their 17 principles of success, definiteness of purpose. Now my definiteness, my definite purpose is to encourage as many people as possible to live positively with and through the challenges of life. And there's a lot of challenges of life. But talk about having one purpose or one goal because for me I find having that singular focus allows me to not pay attention to a lot of stuff that would otherwise just distract my time and my brain and and not progress towards that one single goal. It's Are so important, and I think probably 95% of people who read Think and Grow Rich or Napoleon Hill probably still do not have a definite purpose that they really can put their hand on and read every day and say, this is why I was created. I've got the simplest exercise. <laughs> I say it's simple, the simplest exercise. I don't know anybody that actually teaches people how to figure out what it is that they want more than anything else life has to offer. Before I explain that, I want to say this about why Napoleon Hill is probably the guy who accepted Andrew Carnegie's offer when so many others turned it down. You have no idea how poor some of those people back in Appalachia are. And if a man gives you an opportunity that's got any chance of turning out to improve the quality of your life or serve other people in a major way, you don't doubt it, you take it. And you wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't believe how much recycling goes on back in the hills, the hollers in the mountains. Mm. So when, when Napoleon Hill was offered the light at the end of the tunnel, he jumped on it. Now, I can't tell you what the background of all those other people who turned it down, but I'm glad he did. Now, here's what he did. After 20 years of research, he sits down and he starts writing this book called that be, ultimately became Think and Grow Rich. And there are 15 chapters in that book. And the deal is this, Hill didn't find out that these people had one thing in common. They had 13 things in common. So when you study the book, chapters two through 14, go deep into the 13 common denominators of every successful person that you have ever read about. Now, I read the book at a point in my life I, I had a lousy education. Now, here's the deal. Everybody's ability to learn is completely different. Some people learn more from one-on-one -on -one conversations, you know, like a, a school setting or videos or audios and things of that nature. So in my case, I didn't, I mean, 
public education today is the same as been for thousands of years. Somebody stands in front of the room, they run their mouth and the kids are supposed to learn. <laughs> I did not learn well. I mean, I tell people I did not graduate from high school. I escaped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here, here's the deal. When I was 16 years old, I walked into a bookstore and I found this book. It had an interesting title, Thinking Grow Rich. So I bought that book. Psychologically, there wasn't anybody at my school. I felt like, felt like, um, I, I always felt like the dumbest kid in the classroom. But I got this book and I read the book and the book made me believe that I could do anything, that I have far more control over my life than I ever thought possible. So I started applying the principles. One of them is um, always do more than is expected of you. Every job I've ever had in life, whether it was as an employee or an outright contractor, I tried to make myself the most important person at the business or the service that I was providing, meaning I was trying to make myself the most important person in the building, mm. the most indispensable, if you will. So whatever it is that I've done in my life, I always tried to be the best in the world at what I was doing. I don't think I ever reached that far, but I tell you what, I've had some pretty strong, you know, I've had some incredible experiences. I tell people when I do some public speaking, you know, I, I explain to them experiences are, are, are the payday for me my entire life. If you just judge somebody, not by money, I'm not rich, but if you judge them by whatever was important to them, I'm the richest man you ever met. Mm -hmm. And I, I tell the audience, I said, listen, I'm so old. I knew Jimmy Dean before he bought his first pig. <laughs> and they laugh at that. But it's a totally true story. As a teenager, I worked in radio. It's one of the empowering things that I did based on the book, Think and Grow Rich. Mm. Well, as a teenager, I had access backstage at the Coliseum. And I'm not real bright, but I know this. I don't care who you are. When the gig is over with, you need to ride either back to the hotel or the airport. Mm. Anybody that I thought was interesting, I'd, I'd make that offer. Well, Jimmy Dean accepted my offer on two different occasions when he was on tour. <coughs> Excuse me. And the second time, he is as excited as a kid the night before Christmas. He was going to do something different. He said, listen, now this is back in the early 60s. He said, my income taxes are 90% on the dollar when I get to a certain level. And he said, I'm filling coliseums. I'm selling records faster than people can put them in a sack. And the government takes so much of my money, and I don't get any control over how they spend my money. He said, but here's the deal. If I invest in my own enterprise, I get to control out every dime of that money gets spent. So he said, my brother and I are going to get a pig farm in Texas. I'm going to put up the money. He's going to work the farm. We're going to buy little piggies a few days old. and I'm going to sell them 13 weeks later for a profit. Now, you need to understand, that was his entire big dream that excited and thrilled every fiber of his being. But what happened? He crossed that first little bridge, his first little exciting idea. He crossed the bridge, and he saw opportunities on the other side of the bridge he could not have seen if he had not taken advantage of that first little bridge. Mm. Lesson in there, boys and girls. Pay attention. So anyhow, you know, whatever opportunities you have, it may not appear to be great. Well, in my own personal life, I decided in 1980, I wanted to play records from the 50s and 60s in nightclubs. And I started doing that. 
Three years later, I was hired as the opening act for the Four Tops at the Civic Auditorium in Macon, Georgia. The following year, as opening act for the Four Tops and Temptations. Uh, four years after that, I offered my services to the White House just to rent my equipment for presidential speeches in the 88 presidential campaign. I ended up working for President Reagan, President Bush, and Vice President Quayle 33 times in 90 days. That was during the campaign period. Now, where did it all come from? Little Bridge. I, I want to play some 50s and 60s music at night. Mm -hmm. You never know. You, you need to grab every opportunity that comes your way because you have no idea. One of the visuals that's going to come up in this uh, my newsletter on a Saturday coming up is a photograph of a train yard. And it starts off with one track, and then it splits into two, and they split into four and eight and 32 and like that. Every little decision that you make in your life is going to take you to a completely different future. And in most cases, it's totally beyond your comprehension where that train track is going to take you. All I can tell you is this, when you see the, when you have choices, take one. Whichever one looks the best to you at that moment in time, follow it until you get another deviation in the train track and then you make another decision that's all life is is a chain of decisions all right, i made you i made you a promise i said i was yeah. going to tell you the easiest way in the world to figure out what it is that you want more than anything else yes people will love that <clears throat> i believe from the bottom of my heart there is nothing you cannot have you can have anything that you want you just can't have everything can't mm -hmm. Can't want a hundred different things at the same time or a thousand different things, but you can have one, any single objective that you want, you can have, but here's the question. Most people don't have a clue. How do you figure out what it is that you want? All right, Jimmy Vaughn, lesson one, take out a stack of paper. Take out a legal pad if you want to. And I want you to start writing down anything and everything that you want. Don't worry about price. Don't worry about how long it's going to take to get it. Don't worry about the maintenance cost. Don't worry about who's going to laugh at you if you get it. Who's going to put you down if you buy it. Just write it down. There's only one qualifier to what you write down. I want it. Three words. I want it. Write it down. Here's what's going to happen. It may take you a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Ultimately, you're going to get to a point where there's nothing else you can think of that you have not yet written down in your legal pad. So part two of step one, you go over your entire list and say, well, if I had to scratch off one thing on the list, what do I care the least about? You scratch it off. Then you start over, you go over the list again. What one item do I care the least about? Scratch it off. Well, if you keep repeating that process, you're going to get down to the point where there's only one thing on the entire list. That, my friend, is what you want more than anything else life has to offer. What do you think? Mm. Is that Pretty easy? amazing. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. Absolutely. Now, here's the sad part about it. I don't know. Let's say a thousand people hear this broadcast. Fifty people will do it and five will finish it that's sad and all i gotta do is finish it and man it, I, it, 
once you have decided something, and I cannot tell you why this works, but once you have made a rock-solid decision and committed to it, the world just opens up. You're going to get phone calls from people that you haven't thought about before. People you don't even know will call you and say, hey, I heard uh, in the coffee shop the other day that you're working on da-da-da-da-da. You know, I'm fascinated by that. Anyway, I might be able to help you. If the, if the cooperation from the universe, it's just totally unbelievable. Now, there's a part two to this, and I know you've got a time factor coming up. Part two. Uh, yeah. Part two uh, are the next step. Step number two is you need to understand why it is that you want what you want more than anything else in life. Now, why is this important? Well, it's equally as important to know what you want as it is to know why you want it, because that's where all 100% of the internal motivation comes from. I mean, I could give somebody a color TV set in a contest to do something. And when the contest is over with and somebody wins the prize, uh, the external motivation is gone. But if you have internal reasons for doing what you do, you will overcome anything. Now, once you've written this list, how will my life be better, better if I get this? Uh, what can I do then that I cannot do now? Who will benefit besides me if I can have this one thing? On and on and on and on. You just have to really write a description of the new you. You know, you're going to become something in the process of growth and you need to understand every benefit in the world to you, your family, your friends, and your community if you complete this thing. And once you've done it, I want you to can make it very concise and read it. When you get out of bed in the morning, read it. Before you go to bed at night, I want you to read it. Carry a copy of it with you in your coat pocket. At lunchtime, read it. This concept of why you want what you want needs to be uppermost in your mind at all times. It will guide 90% of the decisions that you will make for the rest of your life. Now, what's going to happen is that in your mind, after you have habitually done these exercises, exercise number two, you're actually going to be living in the future. There's going to be a picture in your head of who you are once you get this and what you can and cannot do. And you'll actually be living in the future. And it just you're just going to do things because you know that you're supposed to based on who you have become. You might not be there yet, but it'll, it'll color everything and influence everything that you do. So anyhow, those are the two most important things that anybody absolutely positively has to do to get started on the path that leads to habitual success is you got to know what you want and why you're going there. Exactly. Now, now you, you live near Toronto. Is that right? Yep. If you went out to the Toronto airport every day and said, uh, Mr. Pilot, now just before you step on this airplane, where are you going? He's going to tell you, I'm going to Stuttgart, Germany. I'm going to Miami, Florida. I'm going to New York. I'm going to Chicago. Nobody ever got, no pilot of a commercial aircraft ever got on an airplane not knowing where they were going to land within a few hundred feet. 
Life works that way. You got to know where you're going to land. Where are you going? Well, how do you know where you're going? Jimmy Bond, step one. What do you want more than anything else life has to offer? Mm. You can ask the same pilot, why are you going? Well, everybody's got to do something, and I would rather fly, even if I don't get paid. I love to fly. I have a brother who is a pilot, and that's his attitude. Mm -hmm. Even if he didn't get paid, he'd fly, provided somebody else provided the airplane. He's too cheap to buy his own. <laughs> but in any event, you know, you just need to know what you want and why you want want it and then you go from there now let me explain how i'm going to proceed with the with the book the course the whole nine yards of the path that leads to habitual success number one it's included in the newsletter and by the way the sign up price is one dollar for 30 days and if they have a problem then i'll refund their dollars so yeah it's you know it's free if you if you take the refund offer, yeah, it's free. After that, it's nine ninety five a month. And I've had a lot of flack from my A-list friends. Man, you get, yeah, yeah, they take the newsletter. You get a lot more money than that for this newsletter. Well, listen, you need to understand who I'm doing this for. I'm doing this for the 16-year-old version of Jimmy Vaughn who could afford to pay for this mm -hmm. with minimum wage. Because I experienced it. You know, there's a lot... A lot, of, a lot of what's important was never taught in any school I've ever been to. Right. So I want to teach people what they need to know um, that no school has ever taught them. Now, the earlier you start doing something different that creates a benefit in your life, the richer you're going to be at the other end of your life. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I learn every day. Oh, geez, I wish I had learned that mm -hmm. when I was 16. Right. So I want to be the purveyor of that kind of education. Um, but every Saturday, I'm going to do another episode in the path that leads to habitual success. And by the time I get through 52 weeks from now, I'm going to sell it as a course and transcribe it into a book. But that's not all I'm going to do. The following year, I'm going to go back to episode one. Look at the script, rewrite it, add anything that I've learned this year that I wish was in the episode from last year. So the point is the, the path that leads to habitual success is going to grow and grow and grow and grow. It's one of those projects that will never, ever be finished, but it's just going to get better and better. I have a coffee cup on my desk and I had it custom made. And the coffee cup says company policy, grow, or go, mm -hmm. choose wisely. Nature yeah. is one of the greatest teachers in the world. You look at nature, everything in nature is either growing or dying. I'd rather be growing than dying. Exactly. And your brain, your brain is just like your body. You got to feed something to your brain every day that keeps it burning on all eight cylinders. Because the day you give up and quit and go sit on the sofa and watch cartoons all day and drink beer, you know, you might as well go home and start planning your funeral. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, uh, I'll give you some extra time, Jim. I know you had wanted to talk to talk about either. You wanted to talk about both Sam Walton and uh, Walt Disney. I'll let you pick Actually, one of the two and do it within five minutes and tie okay. it into the success principles. Well, Here's the deal. There's a lot of people out there that um, 
you know, they have these ideas and then they just blow them off. Like they're not important. You know, they get distracted. You know, there's something at the movie house that I, I would rather go do. And, um, here's the deal. Every idea you have could take you to places that would blow your mind. Story number one, grandpa sitting on a bench watching his granddaughter on a merry-go-round. And she is having the time of her life. And grandpa says, wouldn't it be cool if there was a place where kids could, could go and they had all kinds of rides. And so Walt Disney went home and he started planning Disneyland. 28 acres. And here's the funny part about it. Half the people he approached for investment money, they thought this grandpa was crazier than anybody they'd ever met. The other half thought he was a genius. Seven companies invested $1 million. This is 1955. Seven companies put up a million dollars each to help him get started with uh, Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Now, years later, after he had already established that Disneyland was the most uh, perfect place on earth, he decided going to do Disney World. Went to all the investors, same story. Half of them thought the man was crazy. 28,000 acres? <laughs> Are you going to build this theme park? Crazy. But half the people he showed it to thought he was brilliant. So he, he took the idea. Another, again, you can't pass up your ideas because they all have more power than you could possibly imagine. Got this broke hillbilly out in Arkansas. Little bitty town nobody ever heard of before. And this guy owned a dime store, bull hockey. He didn't own it. He borrowed the money to manage it, which he did. And he was part of the Ben Franklin uh, five and dime chain. Well, he had this idea. It was 17 words. And he took it to the people that ran Ben Franklin. They said, nope, we want high margins, not low margins. So he went off and did it on his own. Now, here's, here are 17 words that he tried to get somebody else to take and use for their benefit, and they turned him down. But these 17 words, they guided every decision that he made over the balance of his life. And those 17s were, 17 words were, I want to sell people what they want and what they need cheaper than anyone else in town. That was Sam Walton. By the time he died, he was worth $100 billion. So, I mean, your ideas have far more power than you could possibly imagine. Um, who was the third? There was another one on the list, and I've forgotten what it was. The one that I sent you. Uh, the other one, I only had two, Sam Walton and uh, Walt Disney. Okay, well, in any event, uh, it's, we'll get more into that in the newsletter. Uh, the important thing is this. Every idea, I don't care how unimportant you may think that it is, if it's something that you would like to do and you believe in it, follow it as far down the trail as you can take it. Because along the way, there will be people who will be aware of what you are doing, and they're going to want to help you to to build it. And as these other people come on board, um, think of it as a tribe. You're going to end up building a whole tribe of people that all want to help. And 
all you have to do is just be the, the most important person in everybody's life from the standpoint that um, you make them feel like the most uh, important person than anybody else they meet all day long. And, and you're going to draw friends like flies. I mean, one of the universal laws is cause and effect, and that's going to be another big chunk of, of um, what we're going to do in the newsletter because universal laws are, now you can Google these things and you can uh, go to YouTube and learn a lot about this. Cause that's where I, I mean, that <laughs> those are the two great teachers today, Google and, and YouTube, but universal laws, these are laws that apply to every man, woman, and child on earth. And I don't care if you're an Eskimo. I don't care if you're white, black, Chinese, Japanese, uh, Sudanese, whether you live in Johannesburg, South Africa, London, or New York. Universal laws apply to everybody. It is the great, great, great equalizer imposed on us by nature. One of the universal laws is cause and effect. You know, I can do something for you, uh, like invite you and your wife over for dinner, and you come and accept, and we all have a good night. And then sometime in the relatively near future, it would not surprise me at all if I got an invitation from you and your wife to come to dinner. That's, that's cause and effect. Uh, reciprocation. You go to a car dealer, first thing they offer you when you walk on the property is, could I get you a bottle of water or a cup of coffee or a soft drink? Reciprocation. They, they want to do something nice for you because they know that if they do something nice for you, you hopefully you do something nice for them and their main mission is to sell you a car mm -hmm. anyhow those are just you know some scattered thoughts that all relate to the path that leads to habitual success and that's what i'm all about for the for the rest mm -hmm. of my life is just making sure that the maximum number of people learn all they can and then turn around and do it do it do it do it do it whatever somebody suggests and, and the person doing the suggestion is a credible creditable person and the circle you and I travel in Tom is <laughs> these are all creditable people you know Ben right. Bay and uh, Barbara Glantz uh, down in Sarasota and Brad Zolas in New York uh, mm -hmm. Tony Rablinski out in I think it's Idaho now yeah uh, you know when they make a suggestion that somebody should do something if that person fails to do it I mean you know <laughs> can lead them to water, but you can't make them drink. All right. My wrap up comment is what the captain, uh, theoretically told his crew tonight, the, the uh, Titanic went down. You can't save everybody, but do the best you can. Mm, I like that advice. Let's remind people of the, the website. Is it just iqmorningreport.com? Yes, that's it. You know, okay. standard www up front, but it's yeah. the iqmorningreport.com. And all anybody has to do if they subscribe, if they, if they have a question, suggestion, comment, feedback is when they get their daily emails, just hit the reply button and then, you know, send it back and I'll read it. And I'll respond. If I can help somebody with an answer in an email or on the phone, uh, you know, we'll figure out what's the best way to get together. And right. And uh, the 99 cents uh, pay that and the nine ninety nine a month pay that like it's worth Jim spends three hours a day researching this. He's saving you three hours a day by eliminating a lot of crap that you might be watching or 
looking up and instead of the quality content that Jim looks up and researches and gets recommended to him. So IQ Morning Report, sign up for it, not just for your 99 cent period, but sign up for the 9.99 a month period after. Uh, just the credibility of the people that are already subscribers should convince you uh, and the time savings to find good quality personal development content. Those two things alone make it worthwhile and such an easy decision. And then the weekly uh, course that Jim's going to do on Saturdays. I listened last week. It's going to be powerful. I highly recommend it. So that's all part of the IQ Morning Report. So make sure visit the website at least, please, iqmorningreport.com. But if you don't subscribe, I'm going to kick you between the pockets and I'll let you choose front or back pockets. But you need to you need to subscribe. Um, thanks for joining me today, Jim. Uh, you're a huge Napoleon Hill fan, and that's, uh, uh, that always excites me. You always refer back to Think and Grow Rich, and both you and I know that if just people started with Think and Grow Rich in the Bible, they probably wouldn't need much more in life to get everything they want out of life. Well, totally true, and uh, it's been a, an honor to be interviewed by anybody. It's a double honor to be interviewed by my good friend, Tom, Too Tall Cuttingham. You are too kind. Thanks so much, Jim. Have yourself an amazing day and keep up the great work. Uh, I open that email almost every single day and look forward to opening it because I know I'm going to get some valuable content. Thank you. Have an amazing day, Jim. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email tom at tomtootall.com for details.